The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toying.com. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3. Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? Bad. All right, but I just pulled a U in my head. Okay. <laughs> when you said welcome to Wookie Radio, I thought, for some reason, I thought you were going to say welcome to Weeby Geeks, and I was like, hey. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> I think. I don't remember. Um, I don't know about you guys, but J7, for some reason, decided to send me to Camino because I am in the middle of a infamous Camino, a Camonian rainstorm. Yeah, but that's like every other week for you. <sighs> Unfortunately. It is now. <laughs> it is now. We need, I need to talk to, to J7, figure out how we get this solved. I'm getting tired. I know how to solve it. Get out of Florida. Yeah. <sighs> Where's that too? <laughs> trying to stay in, trying to stay in Derek universe. And I have no problem with these storms at Try, all. Nope. I'm trying to nope. stay in. Well, he did once. That's because That's he true. was there. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I go to Florida in 20 years, and yep. Hey, I'm trying to stay in universe here, but no. Sorry, the one time I go to Camino and. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Someone went to Camino and all I got with this lousy rainstorm. <laughs> get that, get that white T-shirt with dark with with the off-white dark or dark off-white splotches. All I got, I went to Camino and got soaked and got and picked up this T-shirt. Actually, I guess technically, I sh- would say I went to Batu. We did go to Batu. It was quite fun. But that was after. That, that was, was after, after Camino. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out the homepage, wookieradio.net. On the front right-hand side is our affiliates, such as Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for all, all one word for 15% off. Um, and trust me, you're going to want it, especially after I tell you, because we talked about it last week on Weeby Geeks. Derek and I. Um, there are eight inch bitty boomers. There's two two more. They introduce so Grogu and Spider Man already out. Jack Skellington has been introduced. And I'm double checking mm-hmm. before I say anything. Okay. Yeah, I just flipped on flipped on and it's like, uh, are you talking about the new Stranger Things one? No. Oh. It's the go bigger. It's the bigger bitty boom boomers. Uh, Spider-Man and Grogu were already out, uh, and I believe those are available at Sam's Club. Uh, there is a Jack Skellington 
8 inch yeah. and 8 inch Darth Vader. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I like the uh, I like how you said the bigger bitty boomers. Try to say that three times fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. The triple B. Um. Yeah. I I talked to Casey earlier this week. I said, "Dude, you're killing me." He goes, "Why?" I said, "Darth Vader, <laughs> bigger." He goes, "Oh yeah." And then he told me, "I said, need a." I said, "You do Chewy." Definitely, you'll be killing me because uh, most likely 2023. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but he did tell me about one other, which it's not on the website yet, so I can't say yet. Um, but we are going to be giving away um, probably a Darth Vader bigger bitty boomer around Black Friday weekend. Well, wait a minute. He's got said we got to try these out before we can give it away. I mean, I got I got to sh- tell people if it's any good or not. Hey, your small ones survived fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they still play well. Correct. Yeah, they work fine. I They're battle damaged. I think that says a lot. Yeah, but I don't know if the big ones do that. Oh, true. So, are you saying I would right? just like to say? Uh, are you going to set your workplace on fire again just to check? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't set it on fire the first time. <laughs> I, I just want to say there. thank you in advance for uh, for letting me win that that contest and get that prize. I appreciate that. Thank you. What was your alias again? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, see, with me, there's a, we've had winners that are in my area, so I could still say <laughs> you could send it this way and say, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're actually going to have Casey on the show in December. Oh, nice. So it's been a while, but we're going to have him on the show in December. Uh, he's going to be on, uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks the week, uh, the last, uh, the week before he's on our show. Actually, wait, I may have that reverse. I got to double check with him. So I forgot to write it down. I was in the car. Um, so yeah, the, um, so yeah, Win Geeks or Weeby Geeks for fifteen percent off your purchase at Biddy Boomers. Uh, Toink.com, uh, who we're going to be partnered with them for. I just got word uh, through January of twenty twenty four. Cool. And use code Win Geeks fifteen for fifteen percent off your purchase there, and you too could get something like this week's pick of the week, which is. This one's cool because um, I like stuff you can wear that looks really cool. But if someone knows what it is, then it's like, oh, that's awesome. It's Star Wars. The, the mine this week is actually the Star Wars General Leia Organa Nixon watch. So this is just, it's a, just a nice looking watch. The face is a, um, the khaki green or the olive drab green. And it's got um, the Leia's emblem from her indoor helmet. On the bo- at the bottom of the face, but other than that, it's just the Nixon watch logo, and it just it looks like a cool, just green colored watch. Um, if you look in closer, the second hand is actually a blaster, and then if you rotate it over to the back, the back plate of it actually has etched in the back Leia. Um, it says "May the Force be with you, Star Wars, Arabish around the edges," and it's just a really sharp looking watch, and it's only seventy dollars for a. Um, for Nixon, for that's a not bad. decent and Nixon watch, that's a really good price. And for a Star Wars watch, I mean, it's the it's expensive to get any um, good licensed watch of any kind. Yeah, uh, that logo is the um, the commandos. I thought that logo. was the indoor commandos logo, wasn't it? Right, which is for indoor. They were the pathfinders. Yeah, because that was because uh, we we didn't see that logo really come into focus until we got our stuff from heroes and villains way back when, mm-hmm. when we did that, that star Wars box from loot crate. So, uh, and I'm like, God, this looks so familiar. I don't, but I don't ever remember seeing it in the films. And of course, after we got all the stuff, watch return of the Jedi. Boom. It's mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> and I can never yeah. unsee it. I see it every time now. So, um, so right off, let's actually, I want to hit some collectible news real quick. Uh, the bring home the galaxy uh, for 
this is week four, yes, of it. So it's been going for a month. Uh, one from Hasbro. And this I'm actually interested in. It will be available for pre-order on the 16th. It's the Boba Fett Star Wars Vintage Collection Kenner Colors by Hasbro. So it's the modern mold, the latest Boba Fett mold, but the paint job is like the original retro figure, the original colors from Hasbro or from Kenner. That that looks interesting. The, the, the thing is, a lot of if you already have this figure, the only difference is it's got a new card. The, well, no, if you already have this, well, this is the first time they've done it in the Kenner colors. Oh, okay. In the, in the old pale blue, steel blue colors. The part of it, I think for me, is I'm not a huge figure collector. So it's like for me, it's like I've seen this figure before. Yes. <laughs> Even it though it's the new mold and stuff, I don't see the differences because I don't collect figures much. The, this is the. Like I said, it's the vintage collection. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it is not the retro figure. Uh, I do recognize the difference for me, but I'm I'm the figure collector, and I was um, I've definitely still, been I've been into the retros a lot recently. Um, being again that I, I also am not a figure collector, like vintage and retro and all that. It's all it's too much for me. I. I do want this one um, just because of the, is the, is, it's like a, a modern throwback to the original. Um, but I probably getting this one will probably send me down that rabbit hole of wanting to get the others carded out of the vintage line and the, the droid figure from the vintage uh, that they did not too long ago in the three, three uh, in the three and three quarter inch. So, yeah, this has definitely got, got my interest. Uh, also, too, uh, from Abrams, The Art of Star Wars, The High Republic art book, which looks really cool. Uh, and coming, and it's probably going to be on next week's or the week after, maybe the week of Thanksgiving, uh, the new Star Wars High Republic Con- Convergence book comes out. Yeah, I can't read to read that one. That one's going to be fun. Um, check the drive, guys. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wow. Like book. Uh, from the company Diff D I F F Star Wars sunglasses. These these aren't some of these are cool. Some of them are like, wait, that does I don't see anything Star Wars in it. Like the Obi Wan glasses I just looked in there were really cool because the side arms, if you look close, it actually has the lightsaber built into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. Um, also too, Lego Star Wars the. Skywalker Saga Galactic Edition video game by TT Games. Yeah. Here's. You already have it. I just got to buy the um, next expansion or thing for it. See, I, I, like you guys, I have the deluxe edition. I haven't seen where I could get just the expansion. Well, no, it's the, when you go to your add ons and the. Um, wait, you, you got it on PC, don't you? Yeah, I'm running on PC. I'm not sure how you do that. I know for Xbox, you just go to the Xbox store and you go to the add-ons and you can buy individual character packs or you can, they have two, like, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like there's two sections of the actual character seasons or whatever. So it comes with like six, five character packs and then you got the next one has five character packs or you can buy all of it all at once. Um, there's a bunch of different options in the Xbox store. So look through wherever you bought the store you bought it from, which is you buy it from Steam anyway, don't you? Yeah, it's through Steam. Yeah, they should have add-ons on there, or in the game they may in the game menu they may have um, add-ons available, or like a marketplace or something. Yeah, let's check. Uh, staying on Lego, Lego Star Wars Inquisitor Transport Scythe building set, and that, that looks kind of cool. And that's going to complete the uh, the um, this week's Bring Home the Galaxy. The thing I like about the scythe, it looks very similar to uh, Krennic's shuttle as well. Yeah, I just think it's missing the the center center fin. Well, they're from the same vintage, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is actually cool. I'm on the Lego site looking at the actual pictures of it, and um, some of the playability when you open up the panels and stuff, they actually have an interior in it and stuff too. Yeah, which is really cool. It comes with like three Inquisitors and Obi Wan. Oh yeah. And this one's not that bad. It's they only have they have it at um, ninety nine dollars. That's not bad actually for Lego. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's still too much. But for Lego, that's about where they're at. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, that's that. Um, so let's get into to Andor. Uh, we got two episodes to discuss. Um, episode eight, which was called Arkina Five. Arkina Five. Thank you much. I just happen to be looking at the thing here. Um, mm-hmm. The shooting locations for this was the Cleveland's Beach on Fidel, Fidel Coast near Blackpool, as well as Carmel College in Wallingford, Oxfordshire, which cool, cool locations. I, I am so digging the fact that they are using um, actual set locations within the UK to film this. Yeah. It, it just helps carry over uh, the look of uh, Rogue One. And then we get a return of a great actor into an actual role that we actually see his face on. Andy Serkis. Yes. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I didn't even realize he was in this. I thought it was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I had read about it ahead of time, so I, I knew he was coming. But bloody duh. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't know. I knew he was he was in it. I didn't know what role he was playing. Um, no, I I love I love his role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know we haven't talked about. Uh, we're not going to be talking episode ten this week because uh, Derek hasn't caught up, which is fine. Uh, we're right. okay with that. <laughs> um, but he he is in episode ten as well. So at the moment, you know, he's carrying at least three episodes. I haven't checked IMDb to see how many episodes he's truly in, but loving them. Um, so he's not the first actor to play multiple roles in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But to but go he's from never really had an on screen role where you ever saw his face. So right, but I I do appreciate the fact. Um, that he's becoming a, he's joining the small list of actors who have played in multiple generations of Star Wars. Because with this role as Kino Loy puts him in the original trilogy realm. And of course, Snoke puts, you know, where he first came on the scene in Star Wars is the sequel trilogy. Right. Now we just need to find something for him in the uh, prequels. Yeah. Or as Lucasfilm would like to call it, it's not original trilogy and sequels. No, it's what Rise of the Empire and then um, the <laughs> First Order era. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is this Rise of the Empire or is this, what would they call it? I forget what it was called for the one right after that. Well, this era is known as the Dark Times. It's what, what the marketing's been on, on the toys. It's Dark Times. Pre, pre, pre the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's the Dark Times. Um, does one of the prisoners look familiar to you guys? Oh yeah, I know who it is. I didn't know right away, but I heard people talking about it, so I had to find him. Because mm. I forgot him from um, which one? He one of the prisoners in the work detail at Table Five is uh, Rue Scott Melchi, who is known as a rebel sergeant from Rogue One. Yeah, Sergeant Melchi. He was um, he was part of the crew attacking uh, the Scarif. Yep. So. This series shows that uh, the beginning of a friendship or a loyalty to Andor or mm-hmm. Andor to him at some point. Very nice. Uh, the uh, I'm looking at the the trivia gallery, and there's a Shandrillan drink of Squig involves dissolving a worm-like creature in an alcoholic beverage. The traditional Shandrillan toast of Sagorna is met by the return toast of Sagorna Tima. Now that this has been introduced, I wonder how long before this drink or something similar to this drink <laughs> appears on the Star Cruiser, since it is. Uh, we've already Shane got this drink. In a, we've already got this drink on Earth. It's called tequila. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I would I would love to see this toast make its way into the Star Cruiser, since it's Shandrillan based. And all you gotta do is you make um, some type of quick dissolving gummy worms. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Be absolutely cool to see something done. And since it's clear, you do it in some kind of a um, vodka or base drink, something like that. Yep. Uh, we see another return of a of a character. Mm-hmm. Benthic two tubes, uh, Morav Colby, Spirado, and Levian Tenza, all from Rogue One, appear. 
Yeah, it's getting to the point where if you see two tubes, you just know you're going to see Saw Gerrera too. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Every and time I, he shows up, Saw's there somewhere. And I think it's cool too that we we see X-Wings in this. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. So that that was pretty awesome. Uh, then, of course, we talk about Saul Guerrero. And uh, when placed in this timeline, um, we're l- looking at the pictures that they show in this gallery. From 14 to 13, BBY, he's clean shaven, headwise. Then 5 BBY, head full of hair. 2 BBY, he's shaven. 1 0 BBY, he's back to full head of hair again. So it seems like he goes back and forth. I think part, maybe it's me, but maybe part of it is right now. Forrest Whitaker just doesn't want to shave his head for the for the series. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it's think, cool how always just say making the changes like this makes it harder for him to be identified. That's true too. But I I think it's cool how live action he's full of hair, video games and the um, animated he's bald. Uh, but at this well, at this point in time too, we also see that he has both legs. So you know what they say: sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. I'm always a nut. <laughs> but then, if you go back far enough, you go back to Clone Wars when you first see him, and he's not even Forrest Whitaker. No, <laughs> that's, that's true too. <laughs> so. Um, what were y'all's favorite moments in uh, in this episode? There was some stuff. Um, the whole idea of the prison and the way they do it, where it's like you don't even have to have bars. Yeah, the whole the whole facility just they um, electrify the floors, and no one's allowed to wear shoes. Yeah. So the guard, you can only you could have one guard for five thousand prisoners, and it wouldn't matter because they can't come after you anyway. <laughs> And they've got you under control just by saying, program on. Mm-hmm. All right. It was very interesting to see how the Empire runs a prison. Yeah. I, I found it interesting, too, that um, the prisoner garb and the Imperial garb, almost essentially the same jumpsuit, just color differences. Yeah. Prisoner garb is white with orange striping, orange accent. The Imperial is black. Uh, I think there is some gray, but there's a, but the striping is mainly white. And then the the Imperial cog on the on the right shoulder. So, uh, Derek, favorite moment? Hmm. I don't know. Or a memorable moment? I don't know if you really have a favorite. Mo- uh, I'm not sure. I, I love the moment when uh, Luthen pays a visit to Saw Gerrera. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. And and it's definitely, um, of course, Saw's at this stage in the game doesn't want anything to do with the rebellion or help. You know, he's going to take care of things on his own. Yeah. And then we see that gradually change up through Rogue One. I think that's because at that point he he realizes that the other factions of the rebellion will just try to hold him back. Yeah. Well, and even in Rogue One, if you look, remember, he's not working with the Rebellion. No. Right. But the, I think part of it is exactly um, what you see here. The cool thing that this put in is like, in all this time we've seen so far with Luthen, you see how far he is from what we expect to be a rebel. How extreme he is, and he's willing to um, sacrifice people left and right to, for the cause. And then we see that Saw Gerrera is too extreme for Luthen. Yeah, yeah. So it tells you how That's much farther funny. out there he actually is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I I think the other thing is, too, between the time we see him, when we see him in Rebels, he is helping out the Rebellion some, providing stuff. But something happens shortly after, during Ro- right, bef- you know, right before the events of Rogue One, that um, just makes him go, yeah, forget it. You're on your own. Uh, this, is one not, word. this is not the battle I wanted. One word of what happened to Saul Guerrero or Gullet. That too. <clears throat> Remember, he said that one does tend to lose one's mind. Yeah. yeah. And in Rogue One, uh, yeah. that looked. I think that's what happened to this guy. <laughs> he has lost his mind. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, he lost a lot of things. I find I find it interesting about all of this. Um that 
you know, when you watch the original trilogy, you think of the rebellion, the rebels, but to see that there were different ideals, even among the rebels, mm-hmm. um, is pretty interesting. Yeah. Some are more violent. Some are more, you know, some more care more about the cause than the, than the cost of their rebellion. Well, I think it comes down to um, exactly what Obi-Wan has always said. It's all about the certain point of view. The original Star Wars, the original Mm. trilogy of Star Wars was seen from one point of view. Right. And it was uh, basically, we see uh, either George Lucas said it was from the droid's point of view, but really we're watching the whole thing from Luke Skywalker's perspective. So that's what he see. This is what we see is what he, the idealized, um, brave and noble fight against the evil empire. That's the point of view we have. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. This series is a totally different point of view. We're seeing where the the brave and noble rebellion gets their hands dirty when they have to also. Well, I think we're seeing with, with the Andor series, we're seeing actually two points of view. We're seeing we're seeing a point of view from the empire. Yeah. And we're seeing Great. a rebellion point of view. Mm-hmm. And it, if you're and, and I will agree that is kind of um, it can be a little off-putting if you're used to a Star Wars story coming from a right single point of view like like the movies have been here you're thinking who, who even though we know quote unquote or who's the quote unquote good guys who's the quote unquote bad guys it makes you wonder yeah is the rebellion truly good or are they are they bad? It plays oh. with that theory really yeah. well. Yeah. And that's the other one they know this is uh, a lot of it is hard to, it's like, are there any good guys side? Right. Cause you watch that as being what they're doing, especially this episode has more of that with, um, Deidre and Cyril and, um, what they're doing on, um, back on, uh, what was the name of the planet again? Uh, where he originally comes from, the, that planet. But um, you see what they're doing there is that they are definitely the bad guys. Right. But then you watch what Luthen and um, guys like Saul are doing, and they're kind of the bad guys too. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like this, this show is desperately in need of a hero. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to make a comment to go with this, but it involves episode 10. We, we're not talking mm-hmm. episode 10 yet, which is okay. Nope. Um, another thing I, I really dug about this episode, um, when, um, oh, what's her name? The Imperial ISB agent. Deidre. Deidre. When she interrogates Bix. Oh, yeah. The door shuts, and then you see the Imperial officer walk away. Mm-hmm. Did that look familiar? That sequence look familiar? Well, yeah. It was it's a, right out of Death Star. It's a great nod back to A New Hope. Mm-hmm. When Doctor Ball mm-hmm. shows up to interrogate Leia with Vader, door shuts and the Imperial officer is walking away. I loved it, and I and I loved how the rig too looked very similar to the rig that Lobot wears. Yeah, the head the headpiece. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious uh, what the relation is with that. I don't know because really the way they described what she what it was happening was it was all just about the noise anyway. So it could have been just a pair of headphones. Could be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Listening to some really bad music. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, yeah, we need to talk a little bit about Cyril and Deidre. He, was that this is the episode where she actually sits down with Cyril because he's been making, um, doing a bunch of inquiries that popped him up on the radar. Yeah, and he just won't. Stop. Oh, right, yeah. he won't back down. Mm-hmm. He's like Tom Petty. I won't back down. Sorry. <laughs> 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 and I believe this is the episode at the end of it where um, Cyril seems like he's getting a little bit smitten and she just tells him straight up, wait a minute, <laughs> that's just not right. Yeah. He's a little sorry. Yeah. Just a little. Um, I thought that was the next episode. I'm not sure. And actually, I this episode stuff. Yeah. And, and actually, I. I'm looking at the trivia gallery for episode nine, and I jump, I jumped the gun about the the torture headset being. Doesn't matter. We're still we're talking both anyway. Yeah. Um, 
since we're talking, going ahead and talking both, uh, the scene that you were talking about with him getting smitten, I loved how he mentioned um, how when they meet on the on the concourse or or on the yeah, and the, it was the um, it's like the entryway for the ISB building. You mean when he stalked her? Yes. Yes. When he comes out as a stalker, and he mm. and he Waiting grabs how and he grabs her. Mm. by the arm. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and then she very quickly put put him in his place. Like, yeah, oh, go yes. girl. Go. Um, very quickly. I I, I want to see more what happens with him. I think we will. Mm. I'm is, sure. Is yeah. she, she going to turn around and kick his butt? Um, is he going to end up in a prison? Perhaps not physically, but... <laughs> I, I see that possibly happening. Well, Derek hasn't seen number 10. It's episode 10 yet, but there's only two episodes left after that. So whatever happens is going to be rapid. Yeah. Because we know next season is going to be a lot faster paced than this one. Yeah. Because I believe yeah. it's supposed to be another 12 episodes, but it there's is. three episode arcs and each of them have a year between them. Yes. These three episodes in a wow, jump year. Already near the jump. end. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. You're going to cover four years in those 12 episodes next season. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which so, I think is going to be kind of, it's going to feel kind of jarring compared to this season. Yeah, but doing it in three episode arcs, three episode pods, I'm okay with. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like and, that they're doing it, that. As long as they could make sure they, they complete the story for each pod mm. all the way through. Yeah. Well, and do whatever yeah. setup they need to do for a year later. Well, what I meant by jarring, though, on that is this one has had 12 episodes that have taken place over about four weeks. Right. And now all of a sudden you're going to it's going to feel like someone hit warp speed on this on this series. <laughs> Which is cool, because I, I think next next season is when we see Cassian get K2SO. Yeah. So, Yay. Or or it will take place right after the comic where he gets K2SO so I they wonder- don't have to. It's going to be a time jump. Maybe. So so what were y'all's opinions on these two episodes? You know, it's it's funny. I really enjoyed them both. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's funny. The the episode where they were just showing Andor getting into prison and what, you know, what goes on in the prison. And if you think about it, it seems like it would be a lame episode, but it actually was pretty good. Yeah. You needed that to set up the second episode here where towards the end of it, you find out that, um, well, in the first episode, we find out that the Empire has been doubling and tripling these guys' sentences, just adding years to it for no reason or shifts to it. But then you find at the end of that second episode, episode nine, you find out, wait a minute. So you made it to the end of your sentence and you just get recycled into a new area. Yeah. Yeah. You're released into the next floor. Well, I, I thought it was interesting with the old man, you know, the doctor, we actually see a doctor show up and it, he goes, he's stroking out. But if you look, that yeah. doctor is actually just an inmate because yeah. he doesn't have shoes on either. Right. I found that very interesting. So just like I, their uh, manager is just another inmate. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed he, uh, he's not going to survive. I mean, it's a severe heart attack. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put him out of his misery now because he's going to be better off. And, and with Lloyd yeah. going, what do you mean? There's a chance. No, he's better off because he goes, yeah, but he only has four more shifts. <laughs> and then for him to come back and go, yeah, and then he gets recycled somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, say what? <laughs> there is no leaving. So that that turned into the wake-up call for, for Loy that Andar had been uh that Cassian been um telling them about for a while. That's cool to find out though that also that um Cassian we know he's been talking to the other inmates about getting out. Yeah. But the manager there um also has been they've been talking to him and he's just been saying no we're gonna I'm gonna work out my term and go. Yeah and I very much like how they did that and then how how after you know, after they found out the truth, they were walking away and he just said, 
he asked him again how many guards on each level, and he he finally just said it, like because then you you know you you realize he realizes the same thing we all realize <laughs> we're not getting out of here, right? Unless we let ourselves out. So let's do it, right? We're gonna have to do that, it ourselves. That that also we were talking about how evil the empire really is. I mean, they they killed over a hundred men on an entire floor. Just because they figured out that this guy had uh, been re- recycled back in. So they just killed him right. so that no one else would know. Yeah. And for the Empire, it was just push a button. It wasn't like, I got to kill each of these men. No. Push a button. Done. Mm-hmm. Clean up aisle three. Yeah. Yep. And then when you think about the fact that, like, what was, what was Andor arrested for and put in jail, you know, how many other... How many of the other inmates didn't really do anything that bad and were, you know, sentenced or to this all. life <laughs> or at all? Right. So now they well, always... stuck forever in the jail for a minor thing. Well, think of something the size of the Death Star and how many thousands and thousands of workers you have to have to build that. You know that there's no way right. everyone's volunteering. Mm hmm. And it's been part of the unwritten Star Wars canon for years that it was, um, well, it, like indentured servant slave labor type deal that built the Death Stars and built the Empire in general. Right. How many thousands of, um, or millions probably, of TIE fighters are there? How many thousands of uh, Star Destroyers? The Empire is a huge, huge, um, the Imperial Army and military is a huge undertaking that there's no way that they were able to do that just on um, volunteer labor. Oh, yeah. Right. And and we know they've enslaved, like, Wookiees and mm-hmm. who knows, you know, who knows how many other races. Yeah. They need a job done. They, okay, who, well, who will work best in this situation? Okay. Ah, well, these guys are all prisoners. Let's use them. <laughs> Yep. We don't have enough? Well, let's generate some more prisoners. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Do we do we um actually know what they were building or was it just they some never, random, they never said it as far as I know at all. Just some random equipment, right? Yeah. It was for something Could be part it of anything. For the Death Star for all we know, because you gotta think they were trying to get as much of it out as they can. No, yeah, I know it was definitely something, but it wasn't like Oh, that's the wing of a TIE fighter or something like that. Yeah, it was nothing. It was an internal part for something. Mm. It, it may have been engine parts for um, uh, Star Destroyers or various ships. Maybe reactor yeah. parts for the Death Star. Mm. So it could have been part of a TIE fighter mm-hmm. with how many of them they were doing. That's true, too. Um, Ken, you were mentioning before show. Um, Acolyte, we have some news there. Yes, and actually, I think we're getting this way faster than we um, than we expected. But this week, surprise, surprise, uh, right on StarWars.com, they um, Lucasfilm announced the cast of Acolyte, and we got a first picture actually from the set. So we have the cast. We have um, a picture showing that they are filming now. Um, and a little bit of a description of what what the show will actually be about. We knew it was in the High Republic era and towards the end of it. Right. But the cast that they announced was um, Amanda Steinberg or Stenberg. Let's see. The list up here says she's from The Hate You Give, which I don't know that. Most of these I've never even heard of. But um, mm. Emmy Award. Wait. Previously. No, she was already announced. Um, and also it was previously. The, uh, Lee Jung Jai from Squid Game. We mm-hmm. got Manny Jacinto, Jacinto from Nine Perfect Strangers. Daphne Keane from His Dark Materials, which actually is a really good show. Um, Jody is Smith, it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, what, it was really cool. What show is this? His Dark Materials. I have not watched it yet. If I remember, that's the one that's actually in the um, Golden Compass universe. Okay. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it is. But Jody Turner Smith from Queen and Slim. Uh, Rebecca Henderson from Inviting Anna, Charlie Barnett from Russian Doll, Charles or Dean Charles Chapman from 1917, and this is one that most people I know will have heard this name. Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix is going to be in this. Yeah. Oh uh, yes. Oh. Uh, 
wasn't she also in a Marvel series? I believe so. Was it oh, what Marvel series? I think it was one of the Netflix series. It was. But um, but the act like the picture of the show is just a couple of the actors talking with the director on um, in a hallway. But this is a Jedi show. And according to the description right here on StarWars.com, it says the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Uh, uh, a former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. Carrie Ann Moss was in 34 episodes of Jessica Jones, where she was yes, introduced. Yes as Jerry Hogarth. Uh, Of course, that character also appears in an episode of Daredevil. And the Defenders. Three episodes of of Iron Fist and an episode of the Defenders. Yeah. But yeah, this is actually going to be a mystery thriller, it says, but about Jedi. It'll be Jedi investigating a a series of crimes, which is kind of cool. Right. But it's cool that they're actually, we're getting Jedi again. Um, didn't they say time period of this is still uh, into yeah, the High Republic? The final days of the High Republic era. So it's uh, what you're reading in the books and stuff, but it's the end of that. So this should be, what, 100, 200 years before New Hope? Yes. It's well before um, the Phantom Menace or any of that. Well, it says here that the High Republic saw the Jedi Order at its prime centuries prior to the events of the, new, of the Phantom Menace. Yes. So, But if they're filming this right now, I would not be surprised if this actually is, falls in the calendar where Obi-Wan was this year. Cause Obi-Wan is just one season. Right. But I would not be surprised to see this late August, early September next year. Quite possible. So they're filming now that we know how fast they're actually moving on their um, effects and stuff. And, and this, this is, I thought it was going to be, I thought I heard it was going to be potentially more than one season for it. Or has, the, so. has the ability of being more than one season. Yeah. I think all of them have that. Kenobi yeah, could. I, I think so. Kenobi could. And I think everyone's yeah, hoping Kenobi does get one more season. I think it's a matter of um, scheduling it. Yeah. I would because the, the Disney Plus schedule is very tight. It is. Very much so. Very much so. So at, what, well, what they could do with this would be alternate back and forth between like this and an Obi-Wan. Like one year you get Obi-Wan, the next year you get Acolyte. Then you get another season of Obi-Wan the year after that. Then another season of, you know what I mean? Well, after next year, when Andor is over, you could do Acolyte and Obi Wan same year, possibly. Or you, we well remember we still have Ahsoka coming too. This is true too. And we have Mandalorian and anything else they want to spin out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mando we know is got first quarter each year so far. Yeah. I mean they, they bumped it back to first quarter it was um the er, right was. before Christmas. Yeah. But they moved it back to first it's- quarter. So the second quarter doesn't have when it launched the you know, uh, we got Bad Batch coming still too. Yep. I mean they don't they're not as yep. worried about that you can tell fitting in with the where these are. Right. Because the animated stuff they put in anywhere they want to put it. Right. Right. So I mean we saw that with Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. They slipped it in right during Obi Wan. So question for you guys. New story, uh, not new story. I saw it pop up on my um, Facebook feed from one of the Disney blog sites. And we know how much we trust that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they mentioned how Disney made a mistake with the Star Cruiser. Mm-hmm. This is going to, this is going to, I think. Discussion on this is going to time out just right. I time, I time, I planned this episode really well. Uh, hopefully, um, in, planned it. in the story, they talk about <laughs> if Universal did the exact same experience, two night, three day experience with the same immersion, not the same story, but the same immersion for Harry Potter. It would consistently be sold out. Whereas right now, there's a lot of a lot of stuff saying Star Cruiser's not sold out. They they have gotten to the point where they are inviting Disney travel agents for a free cruise to come on to to help promote it more and up 
upsells. And when I heard that, I'm like, uh, hello, how about those of us that were uh, opening team who never got a, a chance to do it? Mm-hmm. I want a free cruise. I don't, I don't care if it's the small room. I, I don't, think I don't care if you put my family in, in a janitor's closet. I want my cruise. Yeah. No, I think Disney's problem was not what they did, how they did it. I think it's the price. The sticker price yeah. is what's hurting it. Okay. Exactly. I think because I think if and I, I don't think Harry prices. Potter would have done any better at that price. Yeah. At that price, no, because especially where the the thing is also they opened it. Um, wasn't it? They opened it right at the end or as everything's coming out of the pandemic. And the yeah. economy is so much of a flux right now that no one is spending money. It, it opened right. March March first of this year, twenty twenty two. Exactly. So, and no one's sure about their money in general right now. Right. Conventions are going again, but um, I have a lot of friends who actually sell at gaming conventions and things like this. Nobody's made money this year. They've made their booth fee and that's it. And people that make double, triple, three times, four or five times their booth fee at like Gen Con and Origins have made just their booth fee and they lost money on their hotel and stuff. Right. And these are people that sell, they're there every year. People go to these shows to buy from them. Right. And they're just barely making their fee to be able to go. Well, the argument has been, because uh, I I brought this discussion up to Melissa. I brought this discussion up to a uh, friend of the families, uh, which is basically uh, the family is um, Zoe's best friend's family. Uh, and the mom works for the Lowe's hotels that are on universal property. And she's also, she's a big star Wars fan, but she's also a big Harry Potter fan as well. Uh, for her, I think those are the star Wars and Harry Potter. I would say are one, two, and just depends on the day on which one's one, which one's two, or what she's looking at merch wise on which one's one, which one's two. Um, both, both Melissa and Elisa both have said, that they feel, yes, Harry Potter would sell out and would be this far into the game like we are now with the Star Cruiser would still be sold out because that's the nature of Harry Potter fans. That they are a different breed and they they can they only have the one time period really for everything. To go back they to they haven't the, embraced the Fantastic Beast stuff yet. Exactly. The the uh, going back to the story, the story brings up is the stuff at the parks and the Star Cruiser. Would it have taken more if it was set in a different time period and not in the sequel trilogy that we have now? I think definitely, especially since um, after they did all that with the parks, all of a sudden. Lucasfilm seems to be uh, focused a lot on just after the um, original trilogy right now, because even though we got Obi-Wan and Andor, what has made the biggest impact on Disney plus has been the um, Jedi plus five years, that time area, right? The Mandalorian book of Boba Fett. That's what's made the biggest splash on the streaming right now in media. Well, let's look at it this way too. California, they have added walking around the park, Fennec Shand and Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are out. I am sure they are out there during the time that Ray, First Order Stormtroopers, etc., are not out there. Mm-hmm. So the two universe or the two timelines don't cross. If well, they, we don't know if the Fennec Shand and the Boba Fett make it into that time anyway. Exactly. But if you're seeing Boba Fett and Fennec Shan walking up to a First Order Stormtrooper at the moment, and it hasn't been said whether they're still alive or not, because we don't see them in that time period, um, what do you do? How do you explain it? They'd like be putting um, Chancellor Valorum meeting with with uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. See, it, I don't it think fans that way. I don't think fans of park goers would even care about that. That would be cool that I meet all these characters. I think Disney cares about that. I I, think, I don't think the fans would make it different. They really don't care if um, what they would love to see um, Yaddle meeting up with um, with the Finn, and they wouldn't care at all. Cool, they got to see both those characters. Right. I think if they set everything during the di- dark time era, 
potentially. Or, and, it, and I say that because then, like with the Star Cruiser, you can have Obi-Wan on the ship for whatever reason, helping do something for the rebellion that's pulled him away from dealing, watching Luke and, and Leia. Um, battling an Inquisitor, battling Vader. Uh, we could do it l- l- further on uh, during the Rebels timeline and yeah, have Ahsoka or Ezra or or Kanan, and you can bring in members of the of the the Ghost Crew, yeah, onto the ship as characters to help. Yeah, I would like to see it advance up a little bit more. Maybe like between Empire and Jedi, or just after Jedi. You imagine the, some of the storylines you could write with just after Jedi, so that the stormtroopers are still there, denying that anything happened at Endor, and then you got the rebellion spreading the victory celebrations at the same time. Right. Problem you have there is. With the Star Cruiser now, you have. I'm thinking on Batu. It, it still ties in though with Batu. Yeah. Your your hero villain is especially on the finale of the Star Cruiser, and essentially it plays out during the day at Batu. You have Ray. You have the the rift between Ray and Kylo. Yeah. And those what, characters just have not caught on the way the some of the older other characters have. Whereas the Inquisitors are catching on. You could you could alternate on the Star Cruiser each cruise. Oh, did you have which brother did you have? Oh, you had the Grand Inquisitor instead? Okay. I mean you got the you got the different inquisitors you could deal with on the ship. Imagine though you bounce it back even farther at Phantom Menace and you get Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul with a double bladed as the final battle. Yeah. Or or Dooku. Have Dooku yeah. in there. See, I was well, thinking just how spectacular it would be to see the double-bladed lightsaber being used. See, I... Well, that's, the Inquisitors have that, but they weren't nearly um, the skill of um, what Bray Park brought to the Darth Maul. Right. See, I would love to see them but, do, from one, the versions of Jedi, uh, the Jedi Temple training, um, where, where they did the, the, the Jedi training with the kids. Yeah. Where you have those Jedi, the different Jedi masters and Padawans. If they're not working in the park, have them on the ship. And that's who the Jedi is that's facing um, whatever, Inquisitor. The, either the Inquisitor or Vader, whatever, for the finale. And is the keys for the through the run of that show or that cruise. What did you have there, Derek? I was going to say. I don't think it matters what characters you put in the Halcyon. I think the issue with the Halcyon is for what it is and what it costs, most people are not going to think it's worth it. Yeah, because you can go on a real and, cruise for half that price. Or right. Less. It, and, and we'll be doing a real a cruise for cruise. We'll be doing that crew. Uh, I, we're looking at a seven night cruise in March. Zoe would be free except for her port fees, and it is almost a third of what oh, a two-night cruise mm-hmm. on the Halcyon cost. Exactly, almost a and third. And that is that's a big part of the problem because, I mean, for the you know for some of the diehard Star Wars fans, they'll want to do it. They'll save up to do it, whatever. Um, but for the the people that go to the Disney parks that something like that is just out of the question. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could de- do um, an entire week and hit every park in Florida and still not hit that price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for me, I have said it before. We want to do the cruise, but with everything price wise now, it's not happening until that price comes down or they start offering cast member benefits. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, no. And I, I honestly, I have no thoughts of ever going there because of the price. I mean, it'd be nice. I'd love to. But honestly, I don't see it ever happening. And we're saying that as diehard fans or what yes, would be considered exactly. diehard fans. But we are priced out of it. Mm-hmm. The general Star Wars fandom that buy all the toys, we watch all the movies, we see everything and do all that stuff. You still can't afford $5,000 for two nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I can't justify it either. I, I can't either. So that's that is the main thing. I mean. 
Yeah, um, if they had the other characters there, it might help. But it's still the same thing of still spending that much money. Right. Yeah. Especially, like I said, this at this time in um, the world economy and stuff. For all you know, your sa- our savings won't even be there tomorrow because everything crashed. You know? Right. Yeah. You don't know. It's too too much of a flux right now. Yeah. I mean, what, what's one of the... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they opened it basically at the wrong time, and that wasn't their fault. No. <laughs> It was supposed to open sooner, but pandemic hit mm-hmm. and it slowed down building and it slowed down everything else. Yeah. If they had, if they had started building it and actually opened it up five years ahead of time, there was no pandemic and the economy was strong and steady. They might be doing better. Well, originally it was supposed to open uh, late 20, maybe early 2021. Yeah. But no pandemic. Then, the like I said, the economy wouldn't would would be stronger anyway in general. Correct. Because the pandemic basically killed everything for the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, people would be spending a little bit more. Right. I mean, they'd be thinking about these luxury trips. Right now, most of the people aren't even thinking about the possibility of something like this. Well, and I hate I hate to be I hate to bring up news that's not Star Wars, but what's been one of the biggest talks talking points in the news, especially that tied in with the elections that just happened. What, when is the, the imminent fall of the recession going to happen? Mm-hmm. Right. And when that happens, that's that. I think a recession now can be just as devastating as the pandemic was. And that's going to hurt a lot of things. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my only fear with the um, Halcyon really is the fact that um, the chance of them shutting it down and it being gone before you even get a chance to check it out. Yeah. I mean, the thing is though, it's like you've worked there. I've worked there. Do so you know what it months. takes to run it? I know they've made their money back to build it already at this point. Not yet. <laughs> it's close. But, um, Maybe it's like, they could drop the prices and still make money. Yes, that I that I agree. That you could I probably agree. cut the price in half and still be making money. Uh, they could. Uh, that's a stretch. For sure. They could cut well, it by. You, a th- they could cut it by a third and still make money. Well, if they would cut it in half and sell out every um, room, because the price is now feasible. And if they sold out every room for every cruise because it's feasible, and now you have a wait list. Oh, you're actually printing money now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, you drop it by a third and maybe you sell half the rooms, maybe three quarters of the rooms, then you're okay. You're doing okay. Drop it farther and you sell out every one of them and and the entire world wants to come to this thing. Then you're looking, well, where's the next one we're going to build? I mean, everybody was going to this. Because it can't cost more to run that than it does a cruise ship. Um, The cruise ships are um, compared to this. Yeah. We gotta think with running fuel and everything else that goes with a cruise ship, all the crew and everything else. Trust me, it costs a lot more to run a cruise ship for three for a three day cruise than it does to run the Halcyon for a three day cruise. How many staff are on the are um in in general ballpark of how many staff does it take to run the Star Cruiser for one trip? What they're calling a trip. To be honest with you, I don't know. I know how many technicians, entertainment technicians it takes. Say ballpark, we're less than 500 crew. Uh, I would say ballpark for three days, probably even less than that. Okay. A cruise ship, you're probably talking at least 500, if not more, per day. (laughs) Yeah. We talk about all of the behind the scenes jobs, all the engineers and all that stuff, all the wait staff, all the, um, the housekeeping alone. Yeah. But with that, you're also talking difference, though. Cruise ship, like the one we're going to be on. Uh, hold on. The ship we're spo- that we would be on cruises is. Oh, come on. You're not going to tell me how many floors? Well, what's the capacity for uh, for um, passengers in that, general? That's that's what you're trying to figure out. Yeah, because you probably have at least minimum one crew per passenger. Um, four, it looks like five floors of, uh, maybe. Okay. One. Really? It just comes down to, you could pretty much agree that it costs more to run a cruise than it does to run the Halcyon for the same amount of time. Yeah. If nothing else in fuel, 
if it ran on it doesn't run on actual diesel, but if it ran on diesel, diesel's sitting at like five dollars a gallon. And how many hundreds, if not more, gallons of fuel does it take to take a cruise ship? You know, right. So it's like there, there's no way that Disney is um, paying more for a three day cruise there than even the Disney cruises don't cost as much as the Halcyon. Mm-hmm. No, so, I think it just in general, close, the argument, but no. Yeah, the argument still comes down to the fact that it's just outpriced. Well, Disney- it doesn't matter the fandom. It doesn't matter the anything else. If the Universal priced right. Harry Potter, where this is, it wouldn't happen either at this point in time. Right. Right. Even if they built Hogwarts and you actually were staying at Hogwarts, which is probably the way they would do it. That's the way I would do it if I was going to do a Harry Potter themed uh, yeah thing like this. Right. You, you you do it. It's it's like summer camp at Hogwarts. While all the students are at home for the summer, we uh, the staff gets to stay and do summer camp at Hogwarts. Right. Uh, with. The ship we're going to be on 10 floors of staterooms mm-hmm. or of rooms. Star Cruiser, there are three floors. We're talking yeah. 100 rooms right. yeah. max on the Star Cruiser. And every one right. of those rooms has at least three people in it. That's the only way you can afford to do it. Yeah, minimum three to be to be uh, to make it easier. Now, if this was something where, say, the three of us were we're going then yeah it may be affordable because we're dividing that three grand or that six grand amongst the three of us mm-hmm. it's two grand each cool let's book that's still a right. lot for two days three days and two nights yeah, yeah. But, but that's better than um well yeah than what i'm looking at with um you know if i just take the family even though it's per per person I'm looking at this is something that is coming out of my pocket to for my family. That's six grand. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me. Like that's I hard said, for most people, <laughs> if it was just, if the three of us decided we're going to do a Wookiee radio guys trip and it was just the three of us, two grand a person is a little bit more affordable than trying to shell out three, you know, six grand for the family. Because each one of us is putting up our own stake into it. And that's what I've seen some people do. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it, it is a challenge. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, if anybody at Disney or Lucasfilm is listening, we are not opposed to going <laughs> if you give us a trip. Certainly. We're, we're not picky on the room. <laughs> hey. Free free allows me to get real cozy if I need to. Um, <laughs> definitely would be spending. That would be great. You can imagine the three of us in one bed. <laughs> How would that work? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely would spend more on merch. Yeah. And in mm. the sublight lounge. So just just saying. But yeah, the um, we are looking at. The room that we would be looking at for seven nights, uh, this cruise would be costing us $1,875 for three of us. Yeah. And that's before port fees. So, yeah. That's that's not even a Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. If we went Disney cruise... I guarantee you're still under six grand. Uh, that's what I'm checking. Because I have I have no guarantee of uh, of discount on a Disney cruise. It just depends on whether we go when when it's offered. Um, remove child B thirteen. <coughs> uh, we are looking at say seven night cruise, same cruise. They don't have a seven night cruise out of the same port. My cheapest rate is um, twenty for. Th- is this for three guests? Twenty three sixty one ninety nine. For three guests. You're still less than half of what you're looking at in the Star Cruiser. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the cool part is, this is a five night, and it's the Marvel Day at Sea cruise. <laughs> it's one of the Marvel Day at Sea cruises. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that just goes to show. Wait, it's the wrong dates. Leaving two dates. No, March. So, yeah, I mean, that that's where we're at. 
actually, no, sorry. A a Disney cruise during the time period we're looking uh, for three people, $4,137. Five-night cruise. Still under. Five nights. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Then that's for a inside stateroom. Ocean View is fifty one sixty two, or Veranda is fifty four oh two. All those are still under. So, like I said, the whole point of this is not. The whole question was, would Harry Potter do as well at that price point? I don't think so. Be no. an interesting poll on Twitter. So look for that poll on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts, guys. I think we mm. put all the thoughts in there. <laughs> yep, I think so. And on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2. <laughs> Oh, my God.